0: If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at SuperiorPlumbingJacks.com.
1: This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN
0: 690 and ESPN690.com.
1: I guess the thought would be, what if New England wants him, or what if Jacksonville wants him? Because you can say the same thing out about Andy Dalton. Would How would Andy Dalton, because right now it's Brian Hoyer who knows the system in New England, but I think people would say, if you could have Andy Dalton or Cam Newton, would you take them as your, if they had to be a backup? Then certainly, now in Jacksonville, who's the OC there now? Jay Gruden. Where was he? In Cincinnati. Where was Andy Dalton? So, you know, what, could that be a fit there as well? We keep... Looking at Jacksonville, I would be stunned if Jacksonville didn't have one of these quarterbacks by the
0: start of the season. Hmm. Stunned? That was Mike Golick this morning at, uh not, not Action Sports Jacks, but uh, on and Wingo on ESPN six ninety, six AM until ten AM every uh morning, Monday through Friday. I don't think stunned is the word. I, I, yeah. I first of all they're not Camp Newton's not in Jacksonville. I, I mean, I feel confident in saying that. Nobody's told me that. I just, I'm telling you, Cam Newton's not in Jacksonville. I don't see it happening.
1: Do you? No. Once again, we're, we're not we're not buying a Gardner Minshew, man.
0: No, All I right. get it, but well, I'm but just saying, like, even on a backup level, Cam Newton's not here in Jacksonville. No. Well, well, because there's a couple of things with Cam. One is health, but two, I still think you question whether he can handle a backup role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Dalton had to handle it last year. Well, a little bit, exactly. I mean, let's let's
1: say Cam Newton changes his Twitter, his Instagram font, makes me happy, and he comes to Jacksonville. Okay, and first question uh, to the presser. And, oh, I'm, dude, I can't wait. <laughs> I, I swear, if he comes. So what's up with that? Yeah, what's up with that Instagram font? there, Cam. Okay, so if Cam Newton comes to Jacksonville, okay, and let's say he's the best guy in the room of all time, he, he's the best backup quarterback ever. And you know what? Maybe Mitchell doesn't play well. And Cam Newton goes in. Well, number one, you're not going to sign Cam Newton to a multi-year you know, year deal. It's going to be a one-year deal, probably incentive-based. Okay, so let's say you do that. Let's say you bring Cam Newton in for a one-year deal. He takes over Garner Minshew's spot. And knowing what we know right now with Cam Newton, I don't see Cam Newton coming out and winning seven, eight games. Okay? Just don't do it. Especially with what the Jacksonville Jaguars have right now. Yes, the receivers are decent. Carolina had some decent receivers. Cam Newton, is he 100%? We don't really know with that Liz Frank. So I'm going to say, in a perfect world, gardner Mitchell goes out week three, week four. Cam Newton comes in, wins about four games. The Jaguars probably win six, seven games overall. You mean to tell me that Cam Newton is now going to be your quarterback going forward? You mean to tell me that you're going to have Cam Newton on a re-up deal where it's like, well, you know what? The guy won like five, four you know, four or five games for us, so let's go ahead and sign Cam Newton to that multi-year deal, give him some big bucks? No. Then you're going to go address it in the 2021 NFL draft at the quarterback position, and Cam Newton will probably not be here anymore. So to me, it doesn't make any sense to bring a guy like Cam Newton in who's going to be a lot more expensive than a couple million dollars, I feel like, for a one-year rental. No sense.
0: Yeah, I, I don't get it on a lot of different levels. Andy Dalton makes so much more sense from that standpoint than me. But I still don't know. I mean, Andy Dalton could be a Patriot. And if that happens, then I still don't think Cam Newton's coming here. So I disagree with Golik and what he's saying. Basically, that he'd be stunned if if neither one of them here. Do I think it makes sense? Absolutely. Do I think it happens? I don't know. Uh, I, again, the dollars do come into play sooner or later, and yeah. the, and the player gets the the chance to also say where they want to go. Right now, uh-huh. sooner or later. Listen, there's a lot of guys out there. It'd be interesting to look. The quarterbacks out there, the running backs out there, the resumes out there still in free agency. If you want to include Jadavian Clowney as well, pretty strong. I mean, you could create a 33rd team in the NFL yeah. with what's out there in free agency and feel pretty good. For sure. At least based off like
1: resumes. I mean, and keep in mind, if if you're Cam Newton, like, do you want to come to Jacksonville? Like, I guess it gives you a chance to showcase your skills. And I get that. But like, to me, like I can see Cam obviously Cam Newton not going to go on the Chargers anymore, right? Because they have their guy, the future in yeah. Herbert. But I can see like a Buffalo Bills. Right, where you have Josh Allen, you have Matt Barkley as a backup, well to me, you know, Cam Newton has shades of Josh Allen esque, I guess you would say. Right? Where they're they're kinda that dual threat guy, you can kinda run the offense through them a little bit with with their legs as well. So if you're the Buffalo Bills want to get Cam Newton as a backup. Exactly. I mean, that makes a lot more sense to me than the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: It does. That's a really good point. Uh, I wasn't really thinking Buffalo with him. I I really thought about Cam that much. I I just – I haven't thought about Cam Newton that much because I don't think he's coming here. And and the other thing – here's the thing. If you were going to get Cam Newton, and quite frankly, even if you were going to get Andy Dalton for a a role that you thought was bigger than a backup, to me, you would have done that already. Because you want to go into the draft kind of knowing what you have. Now, you're building this roster and all that. That's the other thing. Look at the names on the roster. Look at the ages on the roster. Look at the history on the roster. Tell me where Cam Newton makes any sense on what the Jaguars have done with every move they've made in the last six to eight weeks. It doesn't. That's why he's off my mind. He's just not even on my radar. I mean, I, now, hey, Golik, I'll be stunned if Cam Newton ends up here. Not if he doesn't, Brent's but if gonna, he does, Brent's gonna put a house on it. I mean, I will be stunned. Yeah. Now Dalton again, all those things make sense. I mean, the Dalton stuff makes a lot of sense. Money uh, certainly will come into it. We're gonna talk more about the Minshew stuff because you hit on something. You hit on a nerve that I actually was thinking about too. So I'm glad you brought it up with the more Minshew related. Okay. But before we do that, I, I feel like we got to get to Telvin Smith here a little bit yeah. on uh, <laughs> on a Thursday, and it, the story broke during our show. Uh, yesterday, uh, we were kind of dancing around it a little bit until the official news came out. And later in the in the show, it did. Uh, we had John Phillips on to explain a little bit about it. What happened after our show between last night and and now? Two things: he was released, um, fifty thousand dollars bonds, so he's no longer in jail. And now the whole legal procedures start to take place in terms of trials or could you get to a settlement at some point i would assume well, all those kind of things right
1: and did you see who the bounty guy was that bailed him out no i think that i was, was that, that somebody fake? just
0: guessed i think that was just fake yeah OK, I think I, I don't. I okay. saw it, Well, I will say this. What they said there they wasn't on Twitter yeah. wasn't matching what said in the paperwork. Gotcha. That I saw go through the emails. Okay. Now, maybe there's more to I don't know the Bonds folks in in Jacksonville. So okay. well, um, I <laughs> haven't had to experience that yet. So. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> Knock then. on wood. Yeah. But here's uh to, to stay on serious about uh, the Selvin Smith stuff. The police report. Like Action News Jax was able to obtain and, and, uh, CBS 47, Fox 30, which uh, by the way is on right now, four o'clock show, and then you can catch it at five as well. And also, uh, I think uh, we had on WOKV 104.5, um, earlier today, and it goes into detail about the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what, what happens, uh, in this situation. And so it's not a good situation, by the way, for Telvin Smith. I mean, it, obviously, criminal activity, uh, sexual activity, excuse me, with uh, certain minors is the actual label uh, of the situation. They met uh, at a shopping center, you know, back in like August of last year. Um, they went back to his house, had sexual relationships uh, as well. And even at one point in time had there was like money exchanged from Telvin Smith uh, to this underage girl. So those are some of the details. Without getting into all the details, I think you can probably by now go find all of the details if you you really feel the need to. That's the case. I mean, he's not in a good situation here. And obviously, uh, I think you have to have respect and thoughts, too, for the victim in this case um, as well. Uh, And where does it go? Well, we would just be guessing, and I'm not going to do that from here. The one thought that crossed my mind is this is a guy who gave up football last year. And, uh, again, I think it's worth mentioning. I mean, he had really – you know, I bring up $10 million last year. I think he had close to $30 million on his entire deal that Mm -hmm. he was basically walking away from. Now, could he have come back and grabbed the back end of that maybe? But there were no signs of Telvin Smith playing football even this year. Nothing. I mean, there're no sign. He was going to sit out this year too. So if he was going to come out of retirement, it would probably be in 2021 if this stuff didn't even happen. And who knows what happens with uh, his legal situation from here. But this is what crossed my mind. The date of this activity was August 31st, the evening of August 31st into September 1st. If he does not stop playing football, he's in a hotel and training camp. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Or maybe they would have been out by then, but you get my point. He's in a football season, and somebody did say to me, "Time and money, not a very good formula, hmm. you know, um, for for most people, mm-hmm. for most." And I'm not saying this stuff doesn't happen if Telvin Smith didn't retire, but it did strike me to say, "Wow, it's happened like right at the start of a, what would have been a football season for Telvin Smith." Listen,
1: I'm not going to sit here and go on a rant asking for sympathy or I'm not going to put out a sob story about, you know, like how people should feel bad for football players because they really shouldn't. Right. You're you're playing a game um, and you make a lot of money for it. That's awesome. You know, a lot of people would trade that for anything. But when I say that when players walk away from the game and keep in mind, when you walk away from the game, Brent, you're walking away from a game since you were in high school. Everything is structured. Okay, you be here at a certain time, you show up at a certain time, Um, you do things a certain way. Uh, You're on your teammates, you're on your brothers, you know, and that starts. I mean, that's really ingrained in Pop Warner to high school and obviously college. Um, It gets umped up to the nth degree. And then, you know, it's the pros. Obviously, it's like it's a a new animal. So you think about that. You, You think about just your whole life is structured around older guys telling you where to be at a certain time, how to do things, and you have to abide by those rules. You have to abide by those laws put in place by the hierarchy, or you're not going to play anymore. Okay, So guys, for the most part, they abide by the rules. The problem is, though, is when that structure is taken away, and when the game of football is no more, whether you retire, whether you get hurt and it's over, or whether, whether Talvin Smith, you just chose, you know what, I'm walking away from it. The problem is when you do that, and we don't have that structure anymore, man, it's problematic, okay? And I'm not going to name any names, but I've had various conversations, man, a lot of conversations with former teammates, um, former guys in the league who are lost, who do not know what to do, who are just literally just out there in the world right now, going through the motions, depressed because that structure is gone, and they feel like no one has their back. Once again, not going to say who it is. That's not my job to do, but I'm just saying it's out there, okay? So with Talvin Smith... Was this a result of that? I'm not. I'm not going to say wholeheartedly yes, but I think it's got something to do with it, man. Okay, I think that when you take away the structure, when you have all the money that you have and you have the free time and you're used to living in a, a lifestyle um, that has afforded you a lot of things, when you, when you lose that structure, man, it can be a recipe for disaster. And I think Telvin Smith right now is a prime example of that. I think he's Exhibit A of that, and. That comes down to guys just having a plan when the game's done.
0: Yeah, and we might not find out, and maybe never, but I think we will at some point down the road. It's 10, 15, 20 years. uh, uh, Why he made the decision to walk away from football, because it's not like football left him. He decided to leave football, leave that structure, go out into this situation. And he made that decision. And by the way, that's a separate thing from what is now happening. But the result, the cause and effect here down the road and and I guess to your point would be from the time he retired in mm-hmm. May to now what's transpired which is less than a year yeah there's got to, there, I wouldn't be shocked if there's a little cause and effect in, in how that happened of course and once again I'm not asking for sympathy whatsoever this no is, no he doesn't deserve sympathy is, no but part. for anybody you know, yeah.
1: the NFL players the, we we all sign up for this you know and we're lucky to, to have that job for as long as we can but like you said he chose to walk away Brent all right 9 times out of 10 you don't leave the league on your own terms. Nine times out of ten, you have an old coach that tells you, you know what? You're too old. You can't play anymore, and you gotta accept that. All right. So guys don't have a plan after because they don't ever see it coming. Telvin Smith, you could argue, saw it coming, right? Like this this plan was predetermined. Like he knew he was walking away from the game of football. But once again, you have to wonder when he's sitting at home on his couch, not having the game of football there, not having that structure where he's like, man. I might have made a mistake. I can't go back on it now. You know, I got to stick with my decision, and just kind of snowballed from there.
0: Yeah, uh, interesting on Telvin Smith. I'm going to ask you something about Telvin in a minute, but before I do that, I want to take. I've really thought a lot today, and I know we've done this before, and and kind of in passing, people just say, "Man, look at the Jags compared to that 2017 defense." You know, what did that? What happened last year? They gave up five 200 plus yards a game. Jalen Ramsey's gone. Jan wants to be gone. All this stuff. I think it's worth just kind of going down their roster and you start talking about, I'll tell you what, you talking about the last dance. <laughs> Holy cow, man. I don't think we'll get the truth, but sign me up for this and you, nobody else in town better steal it. But I'm going to work right now yeah. on a documentary from 2017 Saxonville, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. That what's going to air in uh, summer of... Um, 2035.
1: I like it. Okay, I like it.
0: Uh, it's gonna take me that long. Yeah, and we got to get some people out of the league before they're willing to talk, probably. <laughs> but I'm just, I can't. Dude, this is genius, man. I mean, two th- what
1: if I told you 2035? Yeah,
0: I want to run the documentary. I want to produce it. I want to direct it. Yeah. On uh, 2017, Saxonville and what happened. Mm -hmm. And by the way, it's not all bad stories. But here we are in 2020. Yannick Ngakwe, we know what's played out the last six months. And who knows where it's going. But we kind of know where it's headed in terms of his career in Jacksonville. Certainly doesn't look like long term. He'll have at least some stories to tell in that documentary.
1: Yeah,
0: Avery Jones, fine. The longest tenure Jag. He's seen it all. <laughs> That's his role in the documentary. Yeah. Malik Jackson, you know, listen, they got some years, good years out of Malik Jackson. Always a character, good player, and now off to Philadelphia. And I hope he gets healthy because last year uh, he was not. Yeah. Calais Campbell will go down as one of the all time greats in Jaguars history. But Do you think he gets Ring, ring of Honor? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, no. we'll see. I, I would hope so, but I don't know if you can in three years. There'll be some critics to that. Sure. But okay. uh, I, yeah, I'm the most biased guy when it comes to Calais Campbell. Telvin Smith retires out of the blue and now this and who knows what's next mm-hmm. you know again as we look down as i'm telling this story in 15 years what is mm-hmm. what what to make of telvin smith i mean who knows what else happens to telvin smith uh, down the road uh, and who knows if he's sitting in jail somewhere uh, based okay. off of this incident alone paul pazzoslaski retired yeah. and that was after the 17th season that he retired Miles Jack. Got a second deal out of it, but still hasn't lived up to everything. And keep in mind, in 17, when he played in that postseason, he made some huge plays. It wasn't just Miles Jack wasn't down. I thought that was the blossoming of a a superstar guy here in Jacksonville. Hasn't done it yet. Got another contract. Has a chance to really excel this year. Mm -hmm. Now that they've put him in the right spot, we'll see where his career goes. Jalen Ramsey, enough set. One of the true characters, but one of the great players on that 17 defense Has one of the great soap operas of the entire 2019 season. One of the great soap operas we've ever seen here in Jacksonville. And now is with another team, but thanks for the three draft picks. Mm -hmm. A.J. Boye, really nothing to say, kind of, uh, at least in this context, other than now gone elsewhere, which happens. Tayshawn Gibson just got cut by Houston, but... I was, might be on the downside people don't want to pay him five million a year anymore. Barry Church, very interesting in Barry Church is that it went fast for church. Keep in mind in two thousand and eight seventeen he was a big part of it. two thousand and eighteen, halfway through the year, they were like nope, he's slow and old, and then the whole London thing happened where I still kind of and hopefully rightfully so feel a little bit for Barry Church because I think he took the brunt of that and the heat of that. he was the face of that and I don't think he needed to be or should have been, uh, but that will be part of the story. Yeah, I know, for sure. For sure. <laughs> in 2035. No. I tell you, it's an unbelievable documentary we could have here on this team. <laughs> uh, who else could you bring up? There are other players, right? I'm i, could, uh, oh, man, uh, I, I mean, just trying to picture like Brent doing this whole thing, man. Marcel Darius. Yeah. You know, Darius, again, comes over in the trade. He's a huge addition to that team. And by the way, he had some... Accusations against him in the last couple of years did not materialize into anything, but um, he did have some accusations. But I'll tell no what, no I mean, longer with the team. In terms of on the
1: football field, an
0: unsung hero for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Absolutely, in in seventeen, and no longer with the team. Aaron Colvin goes into free agency off a of big year and uh, really just doesn't get it done. His career is kind of now just flattened out. Yeah, uh, I don't even. It thinks with the Redskins, right? I'm pretty sure. I think so. So, and Dante Fowler. And Fowler and, and all the escapades of Fowler, really, had the dynamic in that locker room with Jan the, on the practice field, the stuff off the field, they then traded to the Rams, and um, now with Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm, correct. I guess I forgot to bring that up, uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, uh, when we were talking about them the other day. I keep forgetting Fowler has gone there. Mm-hmm. And who knows what happens with Fowler's career. Maybe it's about to take off and, and blossom. And, and who would have thunk it? Really, the guy that was probably, for lack of a better term, labeled like the class clown of that group, (laughs) right? Kind of the forgotten member. He might have a chance after all this to be one of the stars of the group. Yeah. He might. Now, we'll see where his career goes. Yeah. But he might. Mm -hmm. It's a freaking good documentary. I mean, that's the 2017 team. What
1: if I told you that the biggest turnover didn't happen on the field, but on the roster?
0: (laughs) ESPN 30 for 30. Saxonville. Listen, uh, it, it's there and you just got to give it some time. And will the stories ever come out? But, it, you know, I don't know if it would be as entertaining across the board, but people remember that 17 defense nationally. That wasn't just a Jacksonville thing. They made no, waves was, nationally. Yeah. Now, would it ha- garner the interest? Would the people in New England care about it? Nah, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But around here, again, if I'm still working, for this in this business in this place in 2035, sign me up for doing a documentary on on that group because it is uh, it was one heck of a, a team that now has turned into a lot of different ways and that brings me to something I want to ask. I think this is overplayed. One of the triggers of 2017 season that left for 2018 and changed a little bit of that di- dynamic, and I don't want to dismiss it. I know it changed the dynamic. But I'm, I think it's a little overplayed at how much it changed the dynamic. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. Puzlozny retires and Mercedes Lewis gets released and he ends up in Green Bay. There's a lot of people that say, especially with the Puz situation, we know with Telvin because of the retirement and how much Puz meant to him. We know Miles Jack was following Puzz around like a like a little puppy, you know, <laughs> in a good way. I mean, in a good way, like kind of learning how to do it uh, as yeah. a young pup, yeah, if yeah. you will. A young pup, uh, yeah. um, and there was so much promise that Puzz, because of what he kind of was all about. What would Puzz do shirts that, that they joked about would do? Sure. They named, I think, the, the linebacking room after him. His picture well, of the, grit and stuff still yeah. in the hallways. Well, and they
1: had, like, the award for, like, the most, like, best
0: workout I guy. I think so. In the, the, the season. Room. the
1: Puzz. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, hey. <laughs> it, Absolutely. What, what the common thought was, hey, Puzz had a nice career. Mm-hmm. We love him around here. But he was aging. And it's a good time for him to get out. And these guys are ready. Ready to take the mantle. Mm-hmm. Man, they weren't ready. No. They they weren't ready. And I think the overvalued part of it is I'm not willing to just say, hey, Telvin went downhill, played poorly in 2018, something changed, retired from the game, now all this because Paul Puzlosny left the football team. I, I think that's a little overplayed. I mean, do I think he impacted the team? Yes, but that might be giving him a little bit too much credit. Uh Miles Jack, has he really matured into what you wanted him to be? Has it happened fast enough? No, he's still got a chance, but it hasn't happened fast enough. Was that because Pazlozny was no longer there? I mean, what are your feelings on that part of it, the Pazlozny influence? By the way, I'm not trying to blame him for any of this. I just wonder how much one guy can influence a room with this young talent in there that quite frankly, has not lived up to what we thought it might be since he left.
1: Listen, I've talked about it before. And you can go about building a culture and building a locker room two ways. You can say you have the guys in the locker room to be successful going forward. You have the leaders. You have the pillars. And if you're a coach, you let them kind of, I guess, dictate themselves, right? Like they they kind of run the locker room. If you're, you're the coach. You oversee it. But overall, you don't have to worry about it. Or... If you're a coach and you see, you know what, we don't really have the guys that are in place right now. We lost some of our leaders, and we're a young team. We're not mature enough. I have to spearhead this thing. I have to make sure that, you know, we're minding our P's and Q's and we're being on point, that it's the coach's job to be the leader. It's the coach's job to have the influence in the locker room. In my opinion, what happened was guys like Mercedes Lewis, guys like Puz, guys like Daryl Smith, all those guys, I mean, you can name, you know, you lost um, some of the guys from the 2017 team as well, but you lost a lot of leaders, And you essentially, if you're Doug Marone, you thought, or whoever the front office was, you thought, you know what? Even though we lost these leaders, these next guys coming up, they can handle it, right? They've been groomed, they've been conditioned, and we'll be okay. Well, essentially what you did was you gave the the keys to your, um, your cherished Porsche to a bunch of teenagers, and the teenagers crashed the car, okay, because they weren't ready. You thought they were, but they weren't. And it's simple as that, and that's kind of why I think, you know, we're at the situation right now.
0: Yeah, it it's a it's a good uh description of it. It it's amazing. By the way, part of my documentary, I think as you look back on it, will be that. Because people won't admit it or talk about it right now. But I do think in ten, twelve, fifteen years it'll we'll be like, Man, listen, that did change the dynamic. I mean, they gave captaincy to Telvin Smith. Telvin Smith Changed. Telvin Smith went kind of in front of cameras, fooling us a little bit, but he changed. And part of the changing was he became, you know, Jalen Ramsey. I'll give you a quick little quick little, small change for Telvin Smith. Mm-hmm. Telvin Smith, the first couple of years, he was like a go-to guy in the locker room. He's like, All right, you know, on a Wednesday or Thursday when you go to the locker room after a game, he's, guy. he's a guy. He's a great, fun talker, smile, right? Put it in always... Didn't get mad at anybody, but you know, it's just a good, fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. I always thought I thought it was tremendous to listen to in a press conference, and you'd go to him. And, you know, what happens in a locker room is, like, I might go to him and then a couple other TV cameras come around. But then a different wave of reporters come or or radio guys. I mean, there might be 15, 20 people in there. But, like, Calais, during the media session, would essentially talk for 40 minutes out of the 45 minutes because different waves of people came. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's not always ideal for the player because they might have to go eat or do some other things. Well, Jalen Ramsey talked once a week. That's usually a quarterback thing or a veteran who's really built up a lot of respect thing, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Quarterbacks talk once a week. A guy like Calais Campbell could have said, I'm only talking once a week, and that would have been fine. Jalen said, I'm talking once a week on Thursdays. Leonard Fournette, I'm talking once a week on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. Well, from 17 to 18, 17, Smith wasn't like that. Tellman Smith, you could talk whenever. In 18, he became the once a week guy. Mm -hmm. He became the one guy that you pull over to the center of the the room and, and you talk to him there. He wasn't just,
1: having fun anymore.
0: But just that, even a little bit, was like, man, are you kidding? This guy would talk to the wall yeah. for the first three years he was in the league, and now all of a sudden, I'm the guy. I'm the captain. I'm this. I'll, I'll hold court. And so I'm not necessarily saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just telling you that's a small little change, even in Telvin Smith, that I remember from that time, kind of like, really? Like, we can't get you until tomorrow? Like, yeah, what, I mean, what's going on? This well, listen, is not you. This you, is a little bit different.
1: The leaders that you had that you thought were the leaders going forward, it's simple. They, they weren't having fun anymore, and the culture showed that it wasn't a pleasant place to be. And if that's how your leaders feel, then all the other players are going to feel. Simple as that. It trickles down. So I just think Telvin Smith. Like I said yesterday, I think he was a guy that just wasn't having fun with the game of football anymore, whether that was more of a front office thing, a culture thing, or a coach, whatever it was, wasn't having fun anymore. And like you said, he didn't do the interviews that much. I think it's a direct correlation of that.
0: Yeah, and and by the way, there's more change from Telvin Smith than that. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a lot of belief uh, that he became one of the ringleaders in there for the problems in the locker room in 2018. You know, I think Leonard Fournette has been listed as one of those guys. There are others, but... Telvin Smith, who was wearing the C at that time, was one of those guys. Yeah. You know, the thing about Telvin that bothered me a little bit in 2018 was he had asked for it. He's like, I want to be the leader of this team. I want to be known as that guy. I want to be this, this, this. Well, then he turns around and he's not really acting it that way in the locker room. You know, he's almost Ooh. becoming the guy that is causing maybe some of the issues, the internal problems in that locker room that, See, that became so highly publicized. That's the issue, though,
1: right? Where You can't have appointed leaders. You can't have captains who rebel and are like, well, this isn't fun. This isn't great, right? Because captains essentially have to be company men, right? Like Jalen Ramsey was never a captain. Do you know why? Because Jalen Ramsey was never a company man. No, no, I say that with all due respect. I don't mean that I'm um, in a bet. No, for sure. But I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that if you are a captain of a football team, you have to you have to like what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You have to see a vision, and you have to go on with that. Telvin Smith didn't like the vision. Telvin Smith didn't like the culture. Telvin Smith, whatever, didn't like the locker room. So when you have
0: your leaders thinking like that, of course it's going to implode. But yeah. of course. Yeah, the, the thing I would say, though, and what your point is on, but Jalen Ramsey, at least I give him a lot of credit with this. He said, I don't want to be the leader. I don't want to wear the seat. I'm not that guy. He knew who he was. The difference is, Telvin, when Puzz retired, said, I want to be the guy. I'm your sure. next Puz. Yeah. I want rally around me. Well, then he didn't really lead by example at times, uh, which became a bigger issue in at least the 2018 season. And to me, it just showed change. I don't know what changed in in, in the young player. Uh, It just changed uh, money. Was it strictly the deal? He got a lot
1: of money. I'm just going to say it like this, man. Talman Smith loved the game of football, right? He wanted to be the captain. He became the captain. All of a sudden, it seemed like he won't be the captain anymore. He won't be part of that locker room. The thing changed. Well, what changed? I think his ability to have fun playing the game of football. With that being said, then it was the culture. He wasn't a fan of the culture. It turned his back on him, and he rebelled because of it, and the, the team suffered for it.
0: Well, in the summer of 2035, make sure you watch my documentary, because we could find out that maybe Puzlesny's retirement did impact more than people want to admit. doesn't sound, it doesn't seem to make sense, but it might have, especially for that young linebacking core. Um, wow, what a turn uh, for Telvin Smith. We come back. You defended Gardner Minshew. I loved it. More Minshew talk next on ESPN 690. (laughs) Green Bay's not going anywhere without Aaron Rodgers in the next few years. If he plays like we expected him to play, they got a shot with or without a first-round receiver. He's that good. So I would do all I could to not burn that bridge. (laughs) Um, And I, I, I don't think that they did that. I think that they burned a bridge that, going to be hard to uh, overcome. At some point, I think it will rear its ugly head. That's Brett mm. Favre on the Rich Eisen show last couple of days and basically said, hey, Aaron Rodgers won't finish his career there. Listen, when Peyton Manning and Tom Brady don't finish their career in the same spot, when Brett Favre doesn't, listen, I'd take that bet. I mean, I bet everything these days, but... It- I would take the bet that he wouldn't be there. Now that they add a first-round quarterback, I would have probably taken that bet anyway, though, is my point. If, if he thinks he's going to play into his 40s, mm-hmm. well, look at all these other guys. I mean, it's, nobody stays with the same team. Philip Rivers is another example. So well, uh, I mean, if you ask me right now, will Russell on. Wilson end his career in Seattle? I'd say absolutely not.
1: Yeah. I mean, guys tend to leave when those times that they're – so. Go ahead, let me rephrase this. Guys tend to leave those teams when things aren't going right, okay? Brett Favre last year went to the NFC Championship game, okay? So one would think that it's not like a Jacksonville Jaguars 2017 team flash in the pan. One would think that the Green Bay Packers going forward are still going to be a successful team. So with that being said, I mean, will Favre be there for another three or four years? I think so, but I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves and goes to play someplace else.
0: You know, what's evident, to? I think it's a great, everything right now I'm relating and 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 today's current events sure. to the last dance that we're all watching <laughs> because it's very relatable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about the greatest player of all time in the sport. You're talking about the greatest coach of all time, maybe one of the great – I mean, definitely the great one of the greatest teams, if not the greatest team, mm-hmm. and one of the great dynasties in the Chicago Bulls. And what it shows me is even at the start from – Colangelo to Kraus to others, Jordan always had angst about some of the moves they made. He was never always happy. He was scoring 38 points a game and not necessarily loved the franchise, loved everything going on. The bottom line is that's what happens. And, you know, obviously the Phil, uh, Phil Collins, the Doug Collins, uh, <laughs> you know, firing, didn't like it at the time. Yeah. Phil Jackson. That's how I got the Phil Collins, by the way. I got you. Uh, uh, I Phil Jackson. On the other side of it. i they, they, they loved it. Now. But as much as Krauss loved Phil Jackson, within 10 years, he was out the door and wasn't coming back. Yeah. So uh, my point of this is the more you stay with an organization, the more you have a chance to build up animosity. And now – Early on, winning can cure that, can overcome some of that, and we've seen that. But I think that's so evident in the Patriots organization. You know, a few years ago, there were these stories about Kraft, Belichick, Brady. They're not seeing eye-to-eye anymore. Do I think those were wrong? No. Do I think they were as maybe loud and and dramatic as people were saying? No, not really. But do I think there was something there? There was a little smoke? Absolutely, because that's what happens. Happened when Brett Favre was in Green Bay. I think it happens in all organizations is my point. It's how much can you put up with? How much are you winning? How old are you and willing to move on? And is it the right thing to move on? And that's what we'll eventually get to with Aaron Rodgers. He'll get tired of it, and he'll say, I want out. They'll get tired of him and say, we're not willing to give you a five-year deal. We're only going to give you a two-year deal. Whatever it might be, we'll turn the page. So I think Brett Favre will be right. But to be fair, though, with
1: the whole Michael Jordan thing, listen, yeah, he clashed, obviously, with, with management and everything like that. But you know what they did? They gave him pieces around him. Okay. Oh yeah. When when, when they needed, um, you know, rebounds, they went to get Dennis Rodman. They surrounded him with Steve Kerr, Tony Kukoc, Luke, Luke, Luke Longley. Like, he was surrounded by a lot of great talent. Okay. One would think that if Tom Brady played with Antonio Brown the entire season this past year, and you know maybe they go to the, uh, the Super Bowl again or whatever, they have success. Tom Brady would probably still be in New England right now. Okay. Maybe.
0: I don't think so. Okay. Well, agree. Or disagree. But maybe you're right. Agree. You, you, disagree. You said
1: maybe, so you could yeah, be right. Agree. Or disagree. My point, though, is if you're Brad Farr, or I'm, I'm sorry, if you're Aaron Rodgers, but of course, like, you're ticked off. And guess what? It's not an empty situation because they're not providing Aaron Rodgers any tools to be to have him be successful. OK, you're looking at a team last year. Once again, who went to the NFC Championship game and your first three picks are Jordan Love, A.J. Dillon, a backup running back when you already have a pretty good running back room and a tight end with all due respect that is a better blocker than a receiver. That's how you help out Aaron Rodgers. That's how you show you know what you're our guy Aaron going forward. Let's go in a Super Bowl. That's how you reward him.
0: It's crazy. Yeah, and by the way, my my uh, kind of the combination of these stories here, I think the grudges are held. You know, I think the animosity is tough to overcome. You've got to really win big to squash the animosity. Keep in mind, Patriots had some of those animosity type things come out a few years ago. That article I'm referring to, and then they won the Super Bowl a year later. Or Whatever it was. Well, that squashes a lot of things. The, the reason why, at least my interpretation, that Brady is no longer there is that they just didn't believe in him enough to give him a longer-term deal. And every time they gave him a two-year deal instead or a whatever deal instead, and they wouldn't believe him that he thought he could still play football at a high level. And I think that's what built a lot of the animosity with Brady and
1: everyone else. It comes down to taking care of your players. It comes down to taking care of your stars. Michael Jordan, they took care of him. Yes, you didn't agree with some of the things, but guess what? They gave you players to be successful. Tom Brady? Those laundry list of players eventually ran out Like you had Randy Moss for a while Like I said, they brought in Antonio Brown for a bit I mean, they they tried to make it work But at the end of the day, Brent He didn't really have the talent around him to be successful And the same thing with Aaron Rodgers You're not doing Aaron Rodgers any favors by drafting for the future He's your guy. He's Aaron Rodgers, for crying out loud. Discount double-check. So why not reward him? Why not say, you know what? We're going to take care of you. Let's go make our run and have faith in him.
0: Well, uh, let's equate it to here in Jacksonville. Uh, Gardner Minshew is not Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't have the equity built up of a Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Brett Favre, or anything. Mm-hmm. But he did do something that was pretty cool last year. He came in as a six-round pick, uh, rushed into action, ten snaps in, and he goes six and six in his rookie year. Yeah, you can tell me the teams he beat, all that stuff. He went 6-6 six and six in his rookie year. He caught fire. He became a national phenomenon for a little bit. He became a local phenomenon in a short time. Mm-hmm. And now he's been given the reins to this football team. You talked about it earlier in the show when we were talking about Andy Dalton and the possibility of him coming here. And just a quick synopsis of that. We believe Andy Dalton's fit here in Jacksonville makes more sense as the backup role. We don't see him being the starter in Jacksonville. We're not saying go get... Andy Dalton to be the starter. Now, I do think some of the national guys are saying, go get Cam Newton, go get Andy Dalton, go get one of these guys. At least compete with Minshew because you don't know if he's the guy. And maybe win the job and give J- the Jacksonville Jaguars a better quarterback situation. It just makes sense. Well, we don't believe in that. Uh, and I say we because I think I've heard what you've said mm-hmm. uh for the last few weeks, months, and, and today as well. The question I get to is why isn't there more confidence or faith and Gardner Minshew, what else does he have to do to at least give him a fighting chance in the public perception? Kyler Murray, nobody is saying this about. Mm -hmm. Nobody's saying, hey, bring Cam Newton. uh," You know, Cam Newton's resume is way better than Kyler Murray's. Nobody's saying, go to Arizona. Ah, he only went six and six. That's all he did with Arizona. Yeah. Nobody's saying this about Daniel Jones. Nobody's saying the Giants are better off bringing in Dalton, who went to three Pro Bowls. Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. no no rumors. Daniel Jones, no, top ten pick, he's fine. Drew Locke, they just put a whole bunch of weapons. And you know what they said? Let's see what Drew Locke's got. And they said, let's see what Drew Locke's got. And everybody's okay with it. He went three and one. Mm-hmm. He played four games. Why not the confidence in Gardner Minshew to say, the dude went six and six. He showed some brilliant moments. He's going to, uh, I think, the most underwritten part about this, undertold part about Gardner Mitchell, is he's staying in the freaking Zane zip code for the first time since he played high school football. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we'll have a different offensive coordinator, but at least he gets to sleep in the same bed two years in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a comfort level in that that I want to see a smart guy see what he can do in terms of building on what he already knows with head coach Doug Marone, what he knows with his receivers and DJ Chark, DD Westbrook, and those kind of guys, his offensive line, and now where it goes. I have no problem with him adjusting to a new offense. He's been able to do that four straight years in college and and into the NFL. I I just don't, and I know you agree, so I'm not not like shouting at you. I'm just shouting at everybody else. (laughs) I just don't understand it. Uh, You said it best last year. You know, you really did. Uh, The first ones I heard say it like this is that if he was drafted anywhere in the first round or even the second round, nobody would talk like this. Nobody would say it Mm -hmm. It, because he's drafted in the sixth round. Everybody looks at him as a movable chip here. Mm -hmm. But but Kyla Murray, Daniel Jones, those guys who showed a little bit of a sign. Drew Locke, who even was drafted, uh, what, maybe third round, fourth round, third round, I think third Third round. round. He's not a movable chip. No. He's okay. Dwayne Haskins is sitting pretty. And guess and, and, what? And and he had a horrible season. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I think he's if you fine. ask naturally, I think people might say Minshew will be better than Haskins. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he fits exactly in this category, but he is getting but, another but shot. Haskins was a first-rounder, so yeah. he's getting a shot. So you said it best. I mean, it must strictly be that. It, it must be mm. because he was picked in the sixth round. Yeah.
1: What else could it be? So here we go. Okay. And we asked the question, where does this animosity where does this disbelief in Gardner
0: Minshew come from?
1: Okay, well, let's first analyze it from the national level. The national level doesn't follow the Jacksonville Jaguars. No. Okay? If you're watching the
0: draft... You're lazy on that front.
1: If you're watching the draft, you go to commercial. And one of the cons, I think, one of the negatives of Gardner Minshew from a national perspective is also what kind of hurts him, I think, from a local perspective. We'll get to that in a second. But one of the the negatives that hurts Gardner Minshew from a national perspective, I really think, and it's crazy to say, it's that he's being himself. It hurts Gardner Minshew when the national media celebrates him more for the bandana, yeah. for the mustache, for the jean shorts, as opposed to what he's actually doing on the field.
0: He's a cute story.
1: Of course. It's cool to have Uncle Rico you know, and him throwing the football, and I'm sure that gets fantastic ratings. But hey, how about we celebrate the guy's won six games in his rookie year? How about we celebrate that his numbers? Are not too shabby. They're some of the best rookie numbers of the past season. Why don't we celebrate that? But you don't, because you don't follow the Jacksonville Jaguars. All you see is the shiny thing, which is Garner Minshew, and you see the shininess be, oh, look at, he's, he's this folk guy. He's really cool. I mean, he goes on these RV trips and everything like that. Cool. Hype that up. That's good viewership. Sounds good. But you don't know, ever give the guy props for what he does in the football field. So so that, that's the national media's problem, yeah. okay? I, I feel mean, like
0: he's Jeremy Lin in that sense.
1: Yeah, pretty much, man. Right. It's an excellent comparison where everyone wants to come along for the ride, and you want to celebrate the ride, but you're not appreciating – what the ride actually is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The ride yeah, is what the it could be. That, exactly. The, the ride is the fact that he could be a starting quarterback for years to come. But you want to celebrate jean shorts and bandanas and all that stuff. So then that, that brings me to the local part of it. Okay. And I'm talking to Jacksonville Jaguars fans here in this city and all around the world. I'm talking to people who actually follow the team who know what's going on. Okay. One of the problems I think once again is the fact that people paint Gardner Minshew kind of like they did Blake Bortles, where it's like, well, off the field, look what he's doing. This guy's crazy, man. Like, once again, he's taking the RV trips. Look at what he's wearing here. Look, look at this Instagram video. This guy is crazy. But then you don't like you don't give him props for what he's done on the field. Like, you just you think he's like this kind of cartoon guy, but then you don't give him props for when he should deserve it. And listen, I'm not trying to call it all the Jaguars fans around here because there's a lot of great Jaguars fans. But sometimes I think people that go against Gardner Minshew – you always want to be miserable. You, you, you guys enjoy going 6-10 and 10 every single season. You guys enjoy complaining about the organization, complaining about the product on the field. You actually don't want to see him be successful because that's the only reason why I can think of that you're trying to go against Gardner Minshew right now, man. I don't know if Gardner Minshew is going to be the guy going forward. Brent, you don't know either. Literally nobody does. All I know is what does teammates say about him, what does coaches say about him, and what my eyes tell me from what I've seen on the field. And what my eyes tell me is they can going to be a special player. What his teammates tell me, he's a dog on the field. And what the coaches tell me, he's a guy going forward. If I put those three things together, I think it's going to be something special. Now, once again, we'll see, but here's the fact. You might as well cheer for him. You might as well get behind the guy because one of two things are going to happen this season. He's going to be successful, he's going to prove the doubters wrong, and he's going to be your quarterback going forward, or... He's going to struggle. Um, he's he's going to lose games. And then, you know what? The experiment's over. Then go get your first-round guy with their draft capital. Simple as that. It's it's literally, you're in a win-win situation right now if you're a Jaguars fan. You're in a win-win situation for the quarterback position, the most important part of a football team. And people don't give the guy a chance. What what am I missing? Like, how, how can you justify it? And once again, I'm not trying to call it Jaguars fans or anything, man. But I swear, some of y'all that's like being miserable. Some of y'all that want to have have success. Some of y'all that want to see a guy actually shine more than you know. Well, yeah, he's got the bandana. He has the jean shorts. Talk about what he does on the field, man.
0: Yeah, listen, uh, I couldn't have said it any better. Uh, it might have been your finest day on the radio here today uh, when it comes to Gardner Minshew. I, I will piggyback on what you just said. There's, here's another reason to embrace this, because really, for the first time in a long time, the Jags are fortunate, in a sense. They might have found a guy they stumbled on, mm-hmm. one with personality, good for the business side, and also that can win football games and you can have fun watching it. Mm-hmm. They're about to change the offense for this guy, in my opinion, with Jay Gruden. And so you might have the guy. Still not sure, but you have an opportunity, given the fact this roster and the situation here in Jacksonville, to learn if he's the guy, to give him ample time to know if he's the guy. And you know what? Here's the best part of the situation, just to piggyback off what you said. If he's not the guy, you still have a chance to get one of the best guys in the following draft to be the guy. Of course. So it really is a fortuitous situation, in a sense, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, because they might have it. And they can hold that draft capital and build around him even more next year. Mm-hmm. If he's not it, well, they get to couple all those picks up, move up and get Trevor Lawrence or get your guy Justin Fields or whoever you rank. But get your next guy, and it's almost for once in this hit, organization's history, yeah. it's like the timing is actually pretty good. Yeah. Like it's not a bad situation to be in. Now, are you going to the Super Bowl here this year? Probably not. Yeah, I get it, but the situation is really not a bad one for Shad Khan fans and everybody else to be in here in 2020. I mean, yeah, it's as simple as that, man. Like, let's just see what the kids got. All right? Let's see if he is the guy.
1: Let's see if the defense can actually play and have his back a little bit. Let, let's see DJ Chark in another year. Let's see if D.D. Westbrook's going to be the guy going forward. Like, be excited, Jaguars. Like, listen, I understand right now everyone's saying, oh, Jaguars, you know, two wins, three wins season. And you know what? That, that might not be out of the realm of possibilities. That's another argument for another day. But right now, sitting as a Jaguars fan, man, just be excited for Garner Minshew. Because guess what? He's going to show if he's the guy or not. And if he's not, then the, the backup plan's are already in place.
0: Yep. Don't be so miserable all the time. <laughs> Damn! Now listen, the Jags have given those fans plenty of reason to be miserable. But, exactly. <laughs> but why not be excited for once in your life yeah. about the quarterback listen, position, man? Hey, look, it started this week. It's why I fit... I said they'll have a better record than the Patriots and not a top-five pick. I don't look at them as being as bad as everybody thinks Mm -hmm. because I have a little faith in Minshew. I think it's going to be a fun season watching him play. He showed us a bit of that. Why can't I believe in that? You could, too, when we come back. Some news, sports coming back, and also more events getting canceled next on ESPN 690.